1: shows out of the Indianapolis Colts. Manning is coming back. Manning is coming back to Indianapolis. We'll get to that in a minute. Colts also naming their, or about to name their offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter. That's just fun to say. Cooter coming back to Indy. Love it. All right. I told you this morning that that staff was going to start coming together, and Shane Steichen has, has named a couple of guys, or is about to name a couple of guys on the staff. Good, good, and good. Uh, the Indiana Hoosiers, they got to clean up some stuff. We're going to tell you exactly what that is. Freshmen, guilty of malfeasance, and they have got to get better if Indiana is going to win in the month of March. I will demonstrate that to you st- uh, statistically. And the Indiana Pacers, whew, could we stop with the madness? People in the media saying all kinds of crazy stuff about the Indiana Pacers. Pacers are 26-34. and 34. They are not in contention for anything. To fall in love with any member of this team is absolute heresy. It is stupidity at its higher level, highest level. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Monday, February twentieth, two 2023. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Give him a call, 317 849 Three, 3 If you got a chance to hire the best dentist in the world, why would you not? If you're in central Indiana, wherever you are, it is worth the drive to Fishers to go see Dr. Mike O'Neill. I'm telling you, he's been my dentist for 25, more than 25 years. There you go. All right, let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Talk about the news made today. Manning coming back. Tom Manning, the tight ends coach from 2018. When the Colts had uh, Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle and Mo'Ali Cox, he's coming back to the team. That might have been the best threesome of tight ends that this team has ever had that Manning is coming back. Oh, wow. Maybe some of you thought that it was Peyton Manning I was talking about instead of Tom Manning. Golly, that never occurred to me. Oh, well, I apologize if you got all excited for a tight ends coach named Manning, but Tom Manning coming back is a big deal for this team. They didn't get out of the tight end position what we wanted, the tight end position with Jelani Woods, right? And I mean, they had, they had Kylan Granson, Mo Ali Cox, you got to get better play out of the tight end position. I am stoked about Tom Manning coming back to Central Indiana to help coach the Colts. Jim Bob Cooter, 38 years old. He's been an offensive coordinator before. Shane Steichen is going to name him the offensive coordinator for the Colts. Jim Bob Cooter, his last job, he was a passing game guy, the uh, uh, passing game coordinator for the Jaguars. He had been the offensive coordinator of the Lions 2016 through 2018, ready to come to Indy. He spent time here too. He's coming back. He was here from 2009 through 2011 and then got swept out the door as the Colts hired Ryan Grigson and Chuck Pagano and Bruce Arians and all those cats uh, for 2012 through 2014, which was really the last great mini-era of this team. Despite the fact that they only won three playoff games, it was still a nice period of time for the Colts. You could pencil in 11-5. and We'd do that again, would we not? Of course we would. That would be good. We would like doing that. Hey, listen, I got, the staff's going to keep coming together. A lot of consistency on the defensive side of the ball. That's what's going to happen. Told you that the offense was going to be different and that those offensive assistants were going to start being named today. So Tom Manning, the tight ends coach, Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coordinator for Shane Steichen. And Cooter is going to be more like kind of Nick Sirianni was with Frank Reich. Wright called the plays for the Colts. Steichen is going to call the plays for the Colts, according to Steichen. Maybe things will change a little bit, like with Sirianni and Steichen. Sirianni started calling the plays, and he was like, "Ah, oh, hell, as it turns out, I'm not very damn good at this. So, Shane, why don't you do it and suffer the slings and arrows of these decisions? I think the, the Eagles were 1-5 when they made that swap last year, and all of a sudden they started playing pretty good football. We're hoping that the colts do the same the staff will continue to come together this week and expect more news especially about the defensive side of the ball sooner rather than later on a running back a running backs coach is also going to be named in the very near future all right the indiana hoosiers they've got michigan state tomorrow night nine o'clock up in east lansing first game in east lansing Since the mass shooting there last week. So, it's going to be an emotional night at Michigan State. That can mean one of two things. And not to, uh, you know, diminish the uh, effect of the violence or our, our caring of the violence. But this is going to be a basketball game. And we care about the basketball game as well. It's a little bit mundane compared to, you know, the violence that was perpetrated and cost the lives of three Michigan State students. Certainly, it, uh, it, it, comparing basketball to real life is ridiculous, but we care about basketball, and this is a big game, so we're going to talk about it in terms of basketball, right? Indiana with a chance to get to 20 wins. Indiana with a chance to get to 11 wins in conference. They, right now, are 10-6. and 6. That's good. 11-6 and 6 would be a little bit better because with two home games left, if you hold serve at home, if you can win those games against Iowa and Michigan to end the regular season, in addition to a game tomorrow night in East Lansing, bam, you're at 13 wins. 13 and 7 will get you a bye in the Big Ten tournament into the Friday games, the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament, where you're likely to be playing a team that had, well, you're definitely going to play a team that has played at least one game, and maybe, not likely, but maybe two games in the previous two days, which would be a hell of an advantage, don't you think? That would be nice. And then you go into the NCAA tournament with legs that are a little bit fresher than they would be if you played on Wednesday and Thursday, in addition to Friday. We saw what happened last year when Indiana had to really dig deep, play early in the tournament, win, and then win.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18
1: plus. It was tough for Indiana. That's how they got into the tournament, though. This year, a little less dramatic. A player of the year candidate in Trace Jackson Davis. But what is going to allow Indiana to play good enough basketball in the month of March to move on in the tournament and get to maybe a level they haven't been to since 2002, which would be the Elite Eight? You got to take good care of the basketball and you got to take good shots. Ugh, let's talk about that a little bit in terms of the freshmen on this team who have got to learn how to play basketball at a higher level and they got to do it quick. Because right now, Malik Renu and Jalen Hood Shafino, statistically, you can see it. You can see bad decisions being made. We alluded to it this morning a little bit as we talked about Hood Shafino and his efficiency, his offensive efficiency being adversely affected by his shot selection. He's taken 19 footers instead of 21 footers. 19 footers, they count two. 21 footers, they count three. You get an extra point. And that makes you more efficient. You make threes, you get an extra point. That helps toward your efficiency. All right, so Malik is In terms of efficiency, among the 10 Hoosiers who have played more than 20% of their minutes, he is last in uh, his efficient field goal percentage or his field goal percentage efficiency at 46.6%. That's 41st out of 54 in the Big Ten, same level of minutes played. And uh, among those playing 60% of the team's minutes... Uh, That's where he's 41st to 54. Miller Kopp is number one. Trace Jackson Davis is number 10. And that's really what keeps Indiana afloat, is that they got other guys who are very efficient scorers, Jalen hood shafino not among them. Uh, Jalen's turnover percentage is 22%. That is 80th of 85 players in the Big Ten to play at least 40% of his team's minutes. 80th of 85. He needs to keep the ball, prize possession of the ball, not throw lobs. Don't try to get on Sports Center. Don't try to make the top ten. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a highlight hog. Hang a banner. For God's sake. Do that. And you got a chance to do something at Indiana that nobody's done in a long time. And again, let's get to the Elite Eight because they are good enough talent-wise to be able to get there with some breaks in, in the seating and with some breaks in the bracket once they get playing. Whoever the number 1 seed is, they're likely to be if if they're a top 16 seed, they're going to be a 4, right? So if they're a 4, they're going to have to play a 1 in the sweet 16. If that 1 can get beat By an eight or nine seed the round prior in the round of thirty-two, you got a hell of a chance to go to the go to the elite eight. That's what I'm talking about, getting breaks within the bracket. He needs to shoot the ball judiciously. So many games this season it seems that his field goal attempts, that number eclipses the number of points he scores. And that is not good. You do not get to the foul line by shooting 19-foot shots because that's the shot that teams want you to take. You're playing into the hands of the defense. The defense will leave you open for a 19-footer. That's how bad a 19-footer is. Now, he can make them a little bit. That's a good thing. But you don't want to shoot them. Malik Renew, he has played 30% of the available minutes for Indiana. So he's right at this threshold, the 40% threshold. Among those who have played 40%, the Big Ten player leading the conference in fouls committed per 40 minutes has committed 5.4 fouls. Malik Renew, just like a minute per game shy of the threshold to qualify, he would be last with a bullet at 7 fouls per 40 minutes. The player who is last right now in the Big Ten, like I said, 5.4. Malik Renew, seven. Stop fouling on the other end. Look, if you if you foul a guy defensively trying to keep a guy to go to the, from going to the rack, all good. That's a good foul. I'm I'm down with that. But if you're on the other end, you got a guy who misses a shot and a player for the opposition, the opposing defense. They got good position. They're blocking your ass out. He goes up, gets the basketball, and he's holding it away from you, and you whack him on the arm and get a foul. That's just being a dumbass. That's bad basketball. And Malik Renew has got to figure that out sooner rather than later or Indiana's going to have a hell of a tough time winning games in the NCAA tournament because they are not deep down low. And Race Thompson has a tough time scoring a basketball. I don't know whether anybody keeps a statistic Of percentage of shots blocked within three feet of the rim. But Race Thompson has got to be, he's got to be right there among the tops in the country, if not in history, in that statistic. Not crapping on Race. I like Race. Defensive end, he's a tough guy. Offensive end, good golly, give the ball up and let somebody else do something with it. Um, For turnover percentage, Malik Renu would rank 83rd of 86. So you got two guys who rank in the bottom 6-7 in the conference in terms of turnover percentage, and you can't have that. You've, you've got to prize possession of the basketball, or you are going to get your ass beat. All right, I think Indiana's got a hell of a chance to win against Michigan State tomorrow night. But at some point, these freshmen have got to limit mistakes because, like Dan Dockage, always quotes the great Bob Knight, the great Dan Dockage. We'll just say great Dan Dockage and then Bob Knight. How about that? We say that, and the quote is, victory favors the team making the fewer mistakes. Yes, they do. And these two players make way too many mistakes, and they are way too inefficient shooting the basketball. At least uh, Hood Shafino is inefficient. Pacers, 26 and 34. So people in media, I I scratch my head. They're like, oh, Halliburton can't leave. If Halliburton leaves, all is lost. Why? They're 26 and 34, the Pacers are. I like Tyrese Halliburton. But he is not going to lead you to a championship. This is about winning a championship. Buddy Healed isn't going to lead you to a championship. Miles Turner isn't going to play for a team that wins a championship, at least not be part of the, you know, that starting rotation, one of the top three most important guys on the team. It's just not going to happen. So what are we in love with with this Pacers team? Why? Why are we, oh my God, this team is they're ready to. They're marching to a championship. No, they're not. Stop it. You know better than that. You know basketball better than that, so stop saying it, for God's sake. They're not close to being a championship-level team. They are 26 and 34 right now, 60 games into this season. That isn't good. That's, what is that? That's like 11th or... They're about to fall to fifth worst in the NBA. They are so far from championship contention, they can't see it from where they're at. So get your heads out of your asses and understand that Kevin Pritchard's got to get to work and flip this roster a little bit. Keep Halliburton. Keep Matherin. Good and good. But good is the enemy of great, right? Good's the enemy of great. Read good to great. Great book. Really good book. In the NBA, you got to have really good basketball players, great basketball players, generational basketball players to win a championship, and the Pacers don't have anything resembling that. they got to go get that. How do you do that? That's Kevin Pritchard's problem. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent bright and early, about 6.15. We're getting up and talking. That is how excited I am about Indiana sports. Let's go.